You're listening to XVGM Radio. To XVGM Radio, where the bits keep coming. I'm Justin. And I'm Mike. And this is episode four Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear, also known as Guilty Grizzle, amongst our. <laughs> Grilty Grizzle. Guilty Grizzle. Yes. I, we, we, I, we have messed around with that name of this fighting game series. Yes, Guilty Gear is a great fighting game series with some fantastic heavy metal influence music, but. There's also some non-heavy metal stuff in there, too. There's lots of influences from blues music, Mm. jazz a little bit. You know, you're going to be hearing a little bit of a, I guess, a teaser, a taster, if you will, (laughs) in this episode. There's tons of great music that I'm really, I I think we're both really excited to play for you guys. Definitely. I mean, it does kind of run the gamut. Like you said, heavy rock to... You know, light rock. Uh, I think there's even a little bit of classic rock in some of the mm-hmm. the games. Yeah, a little bit of bluesy hard rock. Yeah, style. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think most of the stuff in, in today's episode is going to be uh, in stark contrast <laughs> to our previous episode. Yes, uh, where we had a lot of easy listening, kind of soft music. This uh, is going to blow your face off. Yes, yes. Prepare to wake up from your previous slumber of of <laughs> the tracks that we played last episode. Now we're getting in some heavy hitters, some squeedly meadlies. Oh, lots yes. of squeedly. Meadleys. Tons. Um, so, speaking of, yeah, the, yeah. That, that squeedly meadly that we just <laughs> came in on. <laughs> if uh, folks were wondering, the name of that song was Feedback, and that's from Guilty Gear X2, which was on the PlayStation 2, uh, the Xbox uh, in 2002 in Japan, 2003 in North America. And that track, as well as I think every other track in here, was composed by at least a man named Daisuke Ishiwatari. Yes, yeah, he's the creator of Guilty Gear for the most part, and the music as well. He has done work with other people, but uh, for the most part, Daisuke Ishiwatari is the main driver, the main component, and the main composer. Even going so far as to doing vocals for certain characters, like the voiceovers yep, uh, yep. effects and everything. This so. uh, the, the, this whole series is kind of his brainchild. Yeah, kind of his um, baby. Right? As, as well as the, the uh, what people call the spiritual successor, uh, mm-hmm. Blaze Blue. He was yep. also equally involved in that. Absolutely, yeah. So, regarding the track that we came in on, I feel like it's the perfect introduction to the series, because it kind of starts you off with that bluesy guitar, and then yep. just kicks you in the face with some hard <laughs> rocking tunes. So, I, I love this track. This was the intro track that played plays when you first start uh, Guilty Gear X2, where the anime cutscene where all the characters are kind of interacting. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I don't know, personally, I, I this was my first experience with the series was Guilty Gear X2. I played it with my roommate Kevin at the time, back in college, and we kind of taught each other how to play the game. <laughs> so My first experience with Guilty Gear was not X2 itself, but one of the... Um, Revisions, I guess, of yes. X2. Um, Accent Core, I think, okay. was my, my first Guilty Gear. That was also on the PlayStation 2. Yep. And it was just wildly, wildly fun. <laughs> um, I mean, 
the character dynamics uh, that the different characters there, the different uh, styles that they mm-hmm. that they all use was just really fun. I was never really big into fighting games, with the exception of the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Sure, sure. One, one, uh, one, and two, and three to a lesser extent mm-hmm. were all a lot of fun. I mean, I played them in the arcades, uh, so playing playing them on the on the, on the consoles was definitely different for me. I never really had the money to get a an arcade stick for, for right. a console, mm. um, so it was a lot of it was it was a weird learning curve going from you know st- fighting stick to uh, controller. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> but Accent Core had I forget what they changed in it, but I just remember it being the one with uh, the was it ABBA uh, the ABA the, the, a, a, ABA yeah, yeah. The, the giant key yep yep, yep. <laughs> which I believe we'll talk about a little bit later yeah so. We're going to move in from our intro track to go back in time a little bit. Uh, what do you got for us for our first track? So, first track is going to be from the first Guilty Gear, which was released in 1998 on the PlayStation 1. And the track is called Pride and Glory, uh, composed by Takahiro Uramatsu, Takuya Morito, and Hatsuake Takami, uh, as well as Daisuke Ishiwatari. Yes, let's hit it. <laughs>
Welcome back to XVGM Radio. That was Pride and Glory off of 1998's Guilty Gear on the PlayStation 1. Uh, and that was composed by the ever-famous Daisuke Ishiwatari on Takahiro Uramatsu, as well as Hatsuaki Takami. Uh, I mentioned earlier Takuya Morito. I believe he actually only composed Chip's theme off of this game, right? Yeah, I think he, so. He's, he's, listed, he's listed as a composer for, for this game, <laughs> so want to give him his credit where credit's due. Right. But I don't believe that he was a composer for this particular track. It's a little confusing when you look <clears throat> online for the composer history for <laughs> these games. Yes. Even though Daisuke Ishiwatari is kind of like the unofficial, like... He's the creator of pretty much everything, and he's been with the series ever since. There's other composers listed on these as well, but for whatever reason, they list Takuya Morito as Chip's theme, or just Chip. So I don't know if that's like his voiceover or oh, his... Oh, yeah. I don't know, but it's listed as a composer or music, so yeah. I'm assuming that that's what he did. And then Hatsuaki Takami only did this game. Right. And Takahiro Uematsu did only this game as well as far as composition goes. So really, I think they just helped out with composition, but for the most part, this is Daisuke. Right. All the way. Yeah. yeah. This, this was the first one, the numero uno. Yes. On the PS1. So uh, I haven't personally played this version of the game, but I've heard it's very unbalanced from really? what I've heard. Yeah kind of like the first trial run, I guess you could say, with the, right. with the game. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, for the first one to have come out, it, it, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's completely likely that, you know, especially if the, the guy making the games has a penchant for certain characters, I mean, mm-hmm. he voices uh, Soul Bad Guy. Yep. I, I, I would put my money on Soul being, like, the most powerful or one of the most overpowered characters in the game. Him Absolutely. Scare, like, the most popular. Right, right. So. That's true. I mean, most of the influences for the game came from, like, Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. So Daisuke Ishiwatari was a pretty big Street Fighter fan. Uh, took a lot of inspiration from manga as well. So that is kind of how this series got started. He was working for Arc System Works and uh, their production team, from what I understand, was called Team Neo Blood. Hmm. And so the game was published by Arc System Works as well uh, for everywhere outside of North America and Europe, so pretty much only Japan. North America was published by Atlas. So Atlas has always been one of those kinds of publishers that will take a chance on almost anything. Yes. So it makes sense that this game was published under them just because I I feel like they gave it a shot and it sold really well so that's why they started making or at least it sold very well with a small they probably didn't make a ton of copies of this game so I would imagine it was a pretty small cult you know status and it just kind of grew from there but I mean, I, I think it kind of blew up around X2 yeah. anyway, because um, yep. that's where they started having all those other revisions, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you have X2, X2 Accent Core, X2 Accent Core Plus, yeah. and they just kind of kept revising the game to try to, I'm guessing, balance it out better uh, and make it more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, so what about, track? Yeah, <laughs> how about we talk about the track? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the track <laughs> is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I like... The, the the piano bit that yeah. comes in right after the uh, face melting guitar in the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the the piano piece is just it's very fun, very flighty, uh, and yeah. it really really adds an extra amount of like or an, an extra level of like, playfulness to yeah. the, to the entire track. Playfulness is definitely the right word for it. I would say it's very like floaty, very happy. 
sounding. It's it's very. It makes you want to get up and dance. Yes, you know, <laughs> and for a rock track, that's very difficult to do. So when you kind of throw in that bluesy vibe that this track kind of emphasizes, it's it's hard to resist um, <laughs> the the catchiness of this track. So definitely, yeah. And I love the synths too in the background. The kind of like dun dun yeah dun like those keyboards. <laughs> they it just it's it's a fun great track to listen to while you're you know beating the snot out of each other. So. <laughs> or even just in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beating the snot out of each other. other. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to trying to figure out which tracks you want to listen to. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it as far as Guilty Gear goes for the first game. So and then they came out with Guilty Gear X on the arc. It came out in arcade, so they actually did get it out in the arcade. Uh, Sega Dreamcast also got a port of it hmm. uh, from the arcade, and then it later saw port uh, port to PlayStation Two, Windows, and even the Game Boy Advance. But we're not going to be talking about that one because we're going to jump right up to the main, I guess, the main course, <laughs> if you will. So I've picked a track from Guilty Gear X2 on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. came out in 2002 in Japan and 2003 in North America. And the track that we're going to be listening to is Awe of She. And this is also known as Dizzy's Theme. And it was composed by Koichi Sayama and Daisuke Ishiwatari. Let's do it.
right, welcome back. That was Awe of She, the Guilty Gear X2 track. That came out in 2002 in Japan and 2003 in North America on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox consoles. I love that track. Yeah, it was quite, quite good. I was somewhat surprised about the lead guitar not being... So overdriven. Okay. Um, it was it was actually kind of refreshing not mm-hmm. having like I like the overdriven guitars, especially in the rhythm in the background. Mm-hmm. But the lead guitar being not overdriven to, to that same extent was it, it kind of brought some I don't know if gentleness is the right word, uh, <laughs> but it it brought something else to the track that kind of brought it together and and made it like everything played off of each other. Uh, really well especially like the uh i think those are synths in the background yeah um, they, they almost sound like bells at first but it's uh they, very they, twinkly yes and almost christmasy yes in yes. a way that's that's why i thought they were bells and then i was like yeah it's no, not it's not quite a bell yeah it's it, that's that really stood out to me this time when i listened to this track not that i hadn't heard it before but for whatever reason this time around listening to it those really stood out to me and maybe it's just because this is a really clean version of the song and most of the other versions I've heard are kind of a little bit more like I, I, I've had the soundtrack for this for a while and I actually re-downloaded the soundtrack to make sure that I had the best possible version yeah. of it and this version is really clean really clear and I was able to hear those synths or chimes bells whatever yeah. they are yeah definitely I get a real Christmas vibe from them uh, just because they they kind of stay in the background a little bit, but they're very pronounced here uh, for the most part. Like when you when you really kind of pay attention to them, they kind of stand out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I dig this the harmonized melodies and and the fact that they kind of bounce back and forth between uh, one guitar kind of jumping up front, kind of like and the other one's kind of like uh, kind of playing off of that in the background almost like not quite like a dual harmony or, mm. or anything like that it, it's very strange how they wrote this one how they composed and, and played this one because it's definitely different than anything else on the soundtrack and honestly most of the music that's that is on the soundtrack uh, all sounds really unique for the most oh, part oh yeah, yeah yeah I mean every every character basically has their own sort of theme mm-hmm. and each theme well many of them are like hard rock and metal, mm-hmm. uh, they they all are very distinct. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 wouldn't confuse Kaikisuke's theme for like Biken's theme, right? Or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And part of that is, I think, part of the influence from the characters themselves. They did a mm-hmm. really good job writing music for characters. So, um, like for example, some of the tracks that we're going to be listening to later on. Uh, are a little bit more, I guess you could say, like uh, Japanese flavored. They have some yeah. like Japanese style instru- instrumentation from like some more like classic Japanese sounding music, uh, more like classical Japanese music. Whereas with a track like this, it's a little bit more fantasy based because Dizzy herself is kind of like a sci-fi fantasy character in a way. Yeah, she's the the she, is she the half angel? I am I thinking of think. She's like half angel, half devil. Yes, yes, that's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, because... And she was, uh, I believe, brand new to this game. Introduced in X2. In X2, right. And so the plot for these games is really convoluted. I (laughs) I never understood the plot. From what I understand, there's like, you know, there's bad guys, there's good guys. There's there's actually a, a very, like, religious 
aspect to it, especially oh, with yeah. like Kaikiske, yep. because he's, he's a like priest. he's a priest or something like that. You got Testament, yeah. yeah, Testament's more like the. I love Testament. He's a great character. He's kind of like a a goth. Kind of like, looks like something out of like like a goth music video or something like that for yeah. like a goth band. Wears all black and everything, uh, long black hair. But for whatever reason, I kind of associated my favorite characters with my favorite tracks. Yeah. So when I played this game, my some of my favorite characters came out of this game: uh, Dizzy, Biken, uh, Milia Rage. Oh yes. And so those are some of my favorite characters to play as, uh, <laughs> along with one other that we'll we'll talk about a little later. But. I don't know. I just really dig this game, and I really dig this soundtrack, and I think that they did a phenomenal job with it. So, but yeah, this was my first experience with the franchise as far as playing the game goes, and um, you know, I kind of just jumped around picking character, you know, different characters. And when you would go to the level, Dizzy's level specifically, it's like woodland creatures like everywhere, and it's just gorgeous. All the all the graphics in these games is like cell, like hand animated. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in um, one of the more recent games, Rev uh, Two, I think yeah, I think Rev Two, yeah. the the portraits are painted by um, Ishiwatara. Oh, really? Okay. That's pretty cool. I mean, just everything about these games is graphically very visually breathtaking. And even in, like, the newer games as well, where they kind of, like, more went in a cel-shading kind of yeah. vibe, it still really stands out. Like, De- it's still very impressive. Definitely. One of the one of the things that I really like about the series is, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I don't have a, a huge range of fighting games that I like to play, but a lot of the fighting games I find, like, the color palettes are very, like, sort of standardized. I wouldn't call them, like, dark or muted, but, right. like, you can usually tell a fighting game from a mile away, and yeah. the one of the things that drew me to the Guilty Gear games is they use a lot of bright, poppy colors. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, like, every every character is not only well animated, mm-hmm. but, like, the, the colors are there, and even the alternate colors yep. are mostly just stupid and silly, mm-hmm. but like it, it still fits in the theme of the game. Right. Like one of one of Slayer's outfits is like a bright orange <laughs> tuxedo. Yep. Um, if, if you change the color on it, and it looks absolutely silly, but it doesn't look out of place. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense for the game that you're playing. It's a very outlandish, wacky, ridiculous game, and very obviously heavily influence from manga and as we said earlier street fighter so it's kind of like street fighter on crack yeah or, or <laughs> I, I would i would i would say like street fighter on metal yeah I yeah mean, there, there's a lot of you can see he he wrote a lot of this music uh, for for what he liked but you can sort of see a lot of the metal influence in some of these characters yeah. particularly like soul bad guy yeah um i mean his soul bad guy he, he is <laughs> Definitely, and I mean, if you wanna, if, if you wanna get really punny, um, Robo Guy. Yeah, he's made of metal. Yeah, yeah, hey. but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. With Soul Bad Guy, he has a sword that is part. What is it like? Part chainsaw, part. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's like gasoline yeah. powered, yeah. <laughs> and that's why he. All of his attacks are like flame based because yep. he you know, slams his sword into the ground and, like, shoots, like, fire at you, so... Or he hits you with it and then activates it and mm-hmm. you explode. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. So, a lot of really cool creativity. Let's keep it going with our next track. Uh, so, what, yeah. do, what do you got for us? So, uh, we're going to skip way ahead to <laughs> Guilty Gear XRD Revelator, uh, which came out in 2016 on the PC, PS4, and PS3. The track is called Safe Intoxication, and it was composed by Norichika Sato and Daisuke Ishiwatari. 
grab the shitty ticket Don't miss the bus, it's the last ride out of town Not the bad deal for my desperate guitar Not the certain ever nothing else On the cuckoo, tension so high Ask for more questions Welcome back to Guilty Gear Radio, all Guilty Gear, all the time. <laughs> now, welcome back to XVGM Radio. That was Safe Intoxication off of Guilty Gear XRD. I believe I said XRD earlier, and uh, I was corrected. <laughs> Guilty Gear XRD Revelator. That was released in 2016 on the PC, PS4, and PS3, and the track was composed by Nori Chikasato and Daisuke Ishiwatari. And what a track. That was great. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've had a uh, track with lyrics on Yeah, on the, the show. show. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's the first time we've, I think we've had vocals. 
I was okay. I'm okay with that. I like vocals. Oh, in, yeah. in video game music. So, but it's, what I like about it having vocals in video game music is I like the mu- the music and the vocals to be original. I'm not as big of a fan of like licensed video game uh, licensed oh, tracks yeah. in video game music. Maybe in DDR a little bit, well, but yeah, I mean you're you're gonna end, like, you're gonna end up that way in that type of a game, right? I I'm sort of indifferent to licensed uh, music. Mm. It depends on what they're licensed, like and what was licensed and what they're playing. Like sure. if it's music I I enjoy, then mm-hmm. then yeah, it, it's great and it just kind of ends up being background music anyway. Yeah, true. But true. the the original original music, especially when you get original music with with vocals, mm-hmm. uh, is a lot of fun. And this one, I mean. Wow, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it comes off so strong with just that that crazy, crazy guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the song uh, "Safe Intoxication" says is listed uh, as featuring Naoki Hashimoto. Unsure if that's for the song or for the album, but either way, if it's Daisuke or Naoki singing, well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy the musicality of the vocals themselves. They. It, 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 it's always good when the the vocals sort of have their like they, it always has its own melody, mm-hmm. but it's it's nice when the melody sort of kind of stands on its own. Um, I mean, you, you also can have songs where the vocals aren't really melodic at all. It's just sort of almost like rapping or talking over the uh, over the music. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't enjoy that as well, but especially when it comes to video games, I can find that kind of music a little bit more distracting. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean. I'm okay with the way that this one came out because normally with vocals, especially with games from Japanese composers, mm-hmm. you tend to get vocals that are very like they try to sing English, and it usually, you know, because of the dialect and because of the sound, you end up hearing a lot of words kind of. And this is very famous for happening in anime intros mm-hmm. when you listen to English lyrics in anime intros they're very like it, it, they try but sometimes they don't get it or the, or the pronunciations comes off as as incorrect but here it was actually pretty strong and it, it the tone and sound that kind of came across the entire track was really top notch like i thought it was really very well done and it matched the the mood of the of the guitars as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if you if you look up the the lyrics of the song, it's not like as you were saying. A lot of Japanese singers that sing in, in English don't always kind of get it right. right. Um, you generally, especially in games like this, you either get uh, music with vocals that are in Japanese, in which case you know you don't know what they're saying, and you mm-hmm. sort of take it as more of a like more of a melody as as words. Right. Or you get. Um, or you get English that just doesn't kind of come out right, or uh, either the, the words aren't used properly, or the sentences don't make uh, don't make as much sense. Like you can put together what they're saying, mm-hmm. but it's just like when when you hear it, it's it's almost sort of like English. Right, right, yeah. But I love how this one comes rocking right out the gate, though. <laughs> I thought it was awesome, just really good stuff. And then as far as the game itself goes, this was the first version of the I guess you could say technically the third or fourth Guilty Gear game since Guilty Gear 1 and then Guilty Gear X was the second one and then Guilty Gear X2 was the third 
um, minus all the like iterations of right, Guilty right. Gear uh, X2. Yeah. Right. And then maybe Izuka, but Izuka's kind of more of a side yeah, thing. Yeah, Izuka and Dust Strikers and yep. Judgment, those, those are all sort of, um, I think they're considered spinoffs. Right, and Overture and all that. Yeah, well, those are... No, Overture is part of the part of the main story. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Because uh, Exard come, comes right off of the story of... Uh, of Overture. Okay. That, that involves... I only played a little bit of it, but it, it involves something about Kaikisuke and Dizzy getting together because that's where... Right, because they Sin end Kisuke up... Coming, comes right, from. right, right. Yeah, they get together, they hook up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Looks like uh, our producer, Janine, is telling us we have a call. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, hit that. Hi, it's May. Hi there, what track can we play you? Well, me and the rest of the Jellyfish Pirate Girls want to hear our favorite track in the whole wide world. Can you play Blue Water, Blue Sky from Guilty Gear X2? You got it. Hey, what's your favorite video game music podcast radio station? XVGM Radio.
All right, welcome back. That was Maze Theme from Guilty Gear X2, also known as Blue Water, Blue Sky, and that was a awesome track for all my pop punk fans out there. <laughs> that is a great song. It's really energetic, really high energy, happy, bouncy, Blue Water, Blue Sky. That's the best way for them to put it and that is why they named it that track because it's so happy sounding yeah there's a lot going on there it's kind of a nice contrast it's more melodic i noticed the drums more in this one than mm. i did in any of the other ones like i I, rec- I realized that the other songs had drums yes um but this one i mean i i definitely heard towards the end like a double bass pedal mm-hmm. um there was that that nice little drum fill and mm-hmm. the bass fill um yeah that 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 happened sort of towards the middle of the song which was just really, really nice overall. Yeah, no, definitely. I real the keyboards really stood out to me on this one and the intro. Just they they mm. kick off the track and they kind of set the precedence and the tone for what the rest of the song is going to sound like. So even though you've got those like kind of squealing guitars like throughout it, or I would say it's more wailing than squealing yeah. in, in this particular track. But even though you've got those guitars kind of settled throughout the entire track. The, the tone never sh- shifts or changes away from that more like synthy but like totally punk pop kind of pop punk vibe that yeah. it's got going on. So this track really reminded me of Sunshine Coastline on, on the Ease 8 soundtrack which came out last year. So listening to this song again after recently playing Ease 8 it kind of brought me back to that vibe that you don't really get a lot from for original songs on a video game. You don't get a lot of like pop punk kind of vibes from a lot of video game music nowadays. So it's it's kind of a nice uh, look back on a time when that music was really prominent and and around. Vibe of this song fits the mood of the level that you're on when you're playing as May. Uh, May's basically this little uh, girl who's who you just heard it from, and she is part of a group called the Jellyfish Air Pirates, and the leader of that is another character that you could play as named Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he kind of takes in these orphan kids, and uh, they all become part of this group, the Jellyfish Pirates. So kind of like an Oliver Twist thing. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, or We're like all, a Peter Pan yeah. thing, a little bit, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that too. Yeah. So, but you know, really like playful, happy characters. They're younger on the younger side, but uh, you know, they they like to be happy and and fun. They, and I think her character really reflects that because she fights with like um, beach balls and yeah, like um, the dolphin. Yeah, the dolphin, <laughs> right? And uh, she uses a whale as her super, super move, yes. which I thought was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just a really fun, playful character. So it's it's nice to see that in a game that is. I, I wouldn't say like I, I guess you could say ad, of adult nature at times. Uh, there's yeah. definitely a lot more like more risque female characters out there, so it's nice for them to kind of even that out a little bit with uh, a character like May, and give it a little bit more of a yeah. fun vibe. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I never really played as May that much. I just loved playing in her stage. Yeah, but, when yeah. I, but whenever I did play as her, I always loved to do like her supers and. Stuff like that, but because she's a fun character to play as. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In, when when you're playing in her stage, if I remember correctly, there on sitting on the ship are the other jellyfish girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or they come out like if you win as May, they'll come out oh, and yeah. then they'll do like 
they'll be like spinning, like you know, laughing and, and spinning uh, each other around in yep. their in their arms. It's really <laughs> funny. So it's really cute. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, Guilty Gear X Two again, fantastic game, and we're moving into another track again by uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari, and this one is on uh, Guilty Gear XX or or X Two. Accident Core Plus, right? Yeah, that's one of the uh, the revisions that the, that they that they did. So there mm-hmm. was Guilty Gear X two, and I think I mentioned before there's uh, Guilty Gear X two Accident Core Plus, right. Accident Core Plus R. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they just sort of kept trying to refine <laughs> the game, and yeah. I mean they, they they would add different mechanics, different characters. They they, they change it up to, to different try to letters, different numbers, yeah. different pound signs, signs hashtags, yeah, signs. <laughs> right, right, different symbols. Just, yeah, you know, until it becomes uh, alphabet soup. Yeah, Guilty Gear alphabet soup. There we go. <laughs> So what's this next track that we're going to be listening to? Uh, we, uh, we're going to hear Keep In Gates, which, as you said, was off of uh, Guilty Gear X2 Action Core Plus, which came out on the PS2 in 2008. The PS3 was re-released uh, in 2012, as well as on the Xbox 360, on the Wii in 2009, and on the PSP as part of Judgment in 2008. Cool. Let's listen.
Jam here. You may know me from my famous restaurant, or you may not. See, it just keeps getting blown up during various skirmishes that I may or may not be involved in. So I've decided to close up shop permanently and stick to my namesake, namely Jam. Jam's Jamboree is a brand new shop I've opened up where you can get tons of tasty jams and jellies, all for a fair price. All of our jams and jellies are filled with natural ingredients, and the best part is they're all named after people I know. Between Robokai's Blue Raspberry Rhubarb, Testament's Tasty Tangerine, and I Knows I Know You Like Strawberries, your taste buds won't be able to catch up with the deliciousness. Want more? How about Jacko's Seasonal Pumpkin Spice Ball and Chain, Bridget's Banana and Coconut Combo, or maybe just stick with the classic flavor of my jams uh, jam. Okay, they can't all be gems. Head on down for the grand opening this Sunday, located at 29 Jamboree Lane in the Colony. All the hits. Please select, select your, your character. character. All the bits. Are you ready? It's cool. XVGM Radio. Welcome back to XVGM Radio. That was... Keep in- something. Yeah, it definitely was something. The name of the song was Keepin' Gates. Uh, it's also known as ABA's theme. Uh, and that was from Guilty Gear X2, Accent Core Plus, on a number of consoles over a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> so this the song, as, as you said, Mike, it, it's, it's something. Um, I, I'm particularly fond of the, the, the solos in the song. Mm. It, it, it st- sort of start, starts out kind of, you know, rockish, mm. hard rocky. And then it, with that organ initially, yeah, at least, and and, and at the end too, yeah, um, the, yeah. And ending on the organ, I, I I thought was a nice touch, but yeah. the parts that particularly pulled me in were when sort of the, the 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 rest of the instruments sort of fade away into the background, and you get the these nice little like guitar solos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not not as hard hitting as some of the earlier tracks and some of the other tracks off of this game, right? But it's it's definitely interesting in how it does its music. It, it's not just like one big, loud song punching you in the face. It sort of breaks itself up. It's unique enough to be different than the rest of the soundtrack, and I think part of that is because this is uh, ABA's character, right? Right. And she's a weird character, if I recall <laughs> correctly. She's... Yes. She was actually introduced in one of the spinoffs. She was first in uh, Guilty Gear Isuka. Right, and then they brought her in for X two slash or Accent Core, whichever one came first, because mm-hmm. there's so many of these revisions. She's like an artificial life form or something like that that was made by like a scientist. Yeah, she's a homunculus. Right, right, right. So, but she has this giant key <laughs> that she fights with. You could almost call it a keyblade. Oh, boo! <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> Get out. I don't know about this one. Yeah. I I like that it kept me guessing, mm-hmm. but I I grew very frustrated by it at points while listening to it because it made me feel like it couldn't stick to one kind of feeling. That's that, that's fair. It was and a little frantic. It was a little bit too frantic, and I feel like it it kind of didn't it held my interest only because I wanted to see where the track was going to go next <laughs> but the places that it took me I wasn't really happy with right so overall probably my least favorite track of the episode but I still give it credit for being different enough and being still reflective of the character itself yeah. so 
I mean, if, if, if nothing else, ABA is a very strange character. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a woman, right? It's a yep. girl. And she's, like, got her, like, feet, like, her mouth sewed shut or something like that. that. That's the key. Oh, that um, is the yeah, key. Yeah, the, the key has a, has a big face on that's it. That's right. And it's got stitches over the mouth. Yep. She yep. does have really sunken eyes. She, yeah. She looks kind of dead because, I mean, she's, she's a homunculus. She's, like, wrapped in bandages. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. like a mummy almost. Yeah. Yep. Pretty wacky stuff. She's crazy. <laughs> She's not as crazy, crazy as Faust, but uh, yes, Faust yeah. is something. <laughs> he is a special guy. So, what are we going to hear next? Well, what we're going to move into is Guilty Gear Exerd Sign, and this was the 2014 release on consoles, PS4 and PS3, and the 2015 PC release. This track is a blazing mush of just awesomeness. <laughs> Great heavy metal track called The Lily of Steel. This is Milius theme, and it's by Norichika Sato and, of course, Daisuke Ishiwatari.
my goodness. That track. Ermagerd. 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 Guilty girl. Guilty girls. Guilty grizzle. That was Guilty Gear. Exerd Sign. 2014 console release. 2015 PC release. Oh man, that was the Lily of Steel. That's Milia Rage's theme by Norichika Sato and Daisuke Ishiwatari. Hats off to you, gentlemen. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> very, wow. very much so. This is Mike the Track. Uh, I would. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I am a sucker for not only high energy tracks, but like, I love uplifting harmonies and melodies. And when you throw in dual harmonies, yeah. like what they did with the guitars there, just phenomenal. I mean, the track starts off and it's like really guitar driven to begin with. But it's got that kind of chugginess to it. And then it kicks off to something that sounds very familiar to Milia Rage fans, which is that that organ, that Castlevania organ solo. I was, I was solo. just going to point that out. The, the, the organ was mm-hmm. very well done in that track. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a, definitely a throwback to her original track, Rise in Pain, mm. which was on Guilds Gear X2. I almost picked that track. But when I had heard this during when I was playing like Rev 2, because this is also in Rev, yeah, Revol- uh, Revelator and Revelator 2, because those are revisions of Exerd. Right. So when I heard this track, man, oh my goodness, I just fell in love with it. This I cannot tell you enough how much I love this track. <laughs> just those dual layered melodies and harmonies with the guitar, those really like uplifting melodies, just melt me. I just love this track so much. Yeah, no, I I, I was talking for, uh, in the last track about the the, the the solos and the way that the other instruments kind of fall back and mm. uh, and, and give you give you solos on the other instruments. I feel like this track did that way better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this track really tried to focus on just driving melody over everything, and you get very little bass out of this. And mm. I will say that's my only real complaint is that the bass kind of takes a back seat in this one, like the bass guitar, but the drums really just sound out. Yeah. They, they, they are <laughs> phenomenal. You've got double bass going pretty much throughout most of the track. You know, that's just the way that a solid power metal style track like this should go. So very, I'm very solid. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> as you couldn't tell. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I really like playing as Milia, though. She's um, a lot of fun. She's the, she's the, uh, the, the hair character. Yeah, she fights with her hair, which is really cool. And in this game, her hair's short. Like, in the other game, it's, oh, like, yeah. longer, and she has, like, a white jumpsuit kind of thing with a bandana on her head. Yeah, the, and her hair goes down to, like, her, down to her feet in the, in the older games. Right, and, and in this newer game, it's initially, like, shorter. She could still fight with her hair, yeah. but, like, it's it starts off... A little bit, like, almost like half its size, if not more. But uh, she's, I I don't know, I don't really understand her character and how it fits. Like I said, I've never really understood the story. But I know that she works with, she has, like, some sort of relationship with another character named Zato. Zato, Yeah, Zato is our Zato one. Yep, yep. Yeah, and she's also kind of paired with Slayer as well, which I know Slayer is one of your favorites, right? Yes, yes. So apparently her name is, uh, she's named after a band called uh, Melia Rage, which is an American power metal band uh, Mm. that was formed in 1987. So 
I did not know that until today, and I'm definitely going to have to go check them out. I'm fairly certain, it may not be the case for every character, but most of the characters in these games, I think, are actually named either based on other, uh, based on rock bands yep. or are uh, references to rock bands. Yeah. You've got um, Axel Lowe, which is Axel Rose, yep. Slayer, which is Slayer. Slayer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, there, there's no, I mean, I think ABA is, it may, may actually even be a reference to ABBA. A -B -A. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, um, or even yeah. In like ACDC or something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, so it's clear that that uh, Daisuke Ishiwatari was a huge, is a huge music fan. Oh, yeah. Because obviously he, you know, named characters after heavy metal bands. You can't beat that. So <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, looks like Janine is signaling to us. We got another call. Let's take a. Caller, caller, you are on the air with XVGM Radio. Who is this? Good evening, gentlemen. Could I bother you to play a classical musical number that I'm quite fond of? Sure thing. What'll it be? Well, I'd love to hear my theme, Jack and Dandy, from Guilty Gear Exod. All right, well, heaven or hell, let's rock!
welcome back to XVGM Radio. That track was Jack a Dandy, also known as Slayer's theme, from Guilty Gear XR's Sign. That was released on consoles in 2014 and on the PC in 2015. Composed by Norichika Sato and, of course, Daisuke Ishiwatari. Yes. And I have to say, Slayer, one of my favorite characters. This song, definitely coming out one of the top songs in this <laughs> on this podcast for the evening. It starts off so like silly and almost whimsical and then just dives right into this crazy rock music. Yeah. No, I, I really like this track and I do love that that saxophone. And I'm Yo, pretty sure God. that that uh, Slayer has had saxophones in other versions of his his theme oh, song, yeah. right? Other, yeah. yeah, he he he's I think one of the more jazzy mm-hmm. uh, theme uh, he has one of the more jazzy themes in a lot of the other games. And Slayer is a vampire. Yes, he is. Right, who is part of like an assassin's guild. He is the first assassin. Right. Um, in in the in the world of Guilty Gear, there there is there there is the assassin's guild, mm-hmm. and then Slayer is not the head of it. I think that's actually Venom. If okay. I remember correctly, he's the the guy that plays with like pool yeah, balls. He has pool. He, he has a pool stick, like yep. a pool cue, and then he has balls, and he can put the pool balls like yep. all over the place. Like traps. He, yeah, like traps. Kind of like Testament. Boom. Man, I really wish they'd bring Testament back, but they, they kind of replaced Testament with... Jacko? Jacko. Yeah. yeah. Testament was more of a trap character as well, where he would, like, plant all these, like, like little trees that would pop up and injure you and, like, these, like, weird spidery yeah, red yeah. things. And <laughs> they, instead, now you have Jacko, who's, she's similar in the sense that she's kind of, like, Halloween-themed-ish. Yeah. But she attacks with pumpkins, yep. like these pumpkin bombs or whatever. <laughs> so, but Slayer, yeah, Slayer is kind of known as this like slick, smooth kind of guy who's kind of masculine. He smokes a pipe. Yep. He's you know, got a monocle. Of, yeah, I got a monocle. He's like Very the James. British. He's like the he's like the vampire James Bond <laughs> of Guilty Gear. Yep, that's that's fair. He uh, he also <laughs> has I, I can't remember her name. But uh, in in the game, he yeah. has a wife, uh, and it's funny because in certain opening scenes, like depending on on who you pit off against each other, sometimes yep. they'll have uh, they'll say things to each other, or sometimes they'll just have like an opening animation. Mm-hmm. And in some of his opening animations, he has his wife, he embraces her, and then he drains all of her blood, and she floats away because she has right. no, no weight. So the the issue I have with that is every time. So like, does she like reincarnate herself like each match in order to do that? Like I that's guess. silly. I mean, he he loves his wife. I'm sure right. he doesn't he doesn't kill her. I, I I don't know if she's a vampire as well or, or what <laughs> what her deal is. But I feel like there it's... should be a slide whistle every time she floats away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just add to the ridiculousness. Of yeah, it. of course. Yeah. Why not? I mean, she just floats away like a, like a piece of paper. Yeah. Kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody can see that I'm doing this with my hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm waving my hand as if it were paper floating in the. <laughs> Justin is frantically paper floating with his with his fingers. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely, also one of my favorite characters, as I mentioned, uh, to the point that uh, at some anime conventions, uh, I've cosplayed as him. Nice. Um, I don't often sport a beard, as you'll see in any of the pictures of me on the website. Mm-hmm. But if if, I, if I'm cosplaying, I will I will grow it out for the for the cosplay. Yes, he but, goes to great lengths. You were in my video that uh, I did for Dude, You Haven't Played This Game, my review show, where you were, uh, you and your wife, now wife, yep. played Barry Burton yep. and um, <laughs> Rebecca Chambers in yes. Resident Evil, in the Resident Evil remake video. So that was that was a lot of fun. You were like, no, I'm going to grow my beard out. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. 
Yeah. Do, try to do it right. Yes. It's kind of the same way when I dress up for Halloween. Like, yeah. I'll, like I remember when I m- met my wife, I met her at a <laughs> Halloween party, and I was dressed as Jack Bauer from 24. That's right. And I had cut my hair really short and shaved my face, because I normally have, like, a chin strap beard. And so... Instead, my hair was super short. I had no facial hair whatsoever. <laughs> and so I looked nothing like myself. And she was like, oh, this guy's attractive. I was and gonna say, what a switcheroo. Yeah, and then now she's like, Bleh. <laughs> can't believe I'm with this guy. No, I don't know. <laughs> Having a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to bite her and then she could float away. Like, wee. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, great track. Uh, I wanted to just mention that there's really not a, inf- a lot of information about these composers, by the way. Uh, Norichika Sato, again, I'm pretty sure only worked on Rev Rev 2 and Exerd Sign. So, so the, the three Exerd games. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but we're actually going to move into a different game. And this is a little bit of a switch up for this series. Uh, this is Guilty Gear Judgment. This is a PSP exclusive release. This came out in 2006. And this is stage 1-4 and 2-4, and I'll explain why that name is what it is in just a minute. And the composers were Osamu Aoki, Neo Ogawa, who did guitars on this, and also Dust Strikers for Guilty Gear, which we'll talk about a little bit, and Kenosuke Suimura.
you're back! That was Guilty Gear Judgment on the PSP. That was the 2006 release. Stage 1-4 and 2-4 was the name of that track, and that was by Osamu Aoki. Nao Ogawa, who did guitars on this and Dust Strikers, as well as Kenosuke Suimura. Now, Guilty Gear Judgment is a bit of a departure and more in line with uh, one of the other side story games, which is Dust Strikers on the DS. Yep. And Dust Strikers was kind of like a Smash Brothers Melee light platform kind of game. Wasn't that great. Most of the music was from the second game, Guilty Gear X2. Mm -hmm. uh, but Judgment actually is a combination of two different games. It, it's for, Initially, it's a beat-em-up, actually. So if you've ever been playing Guilty Gear and thought, man, I wish they made a Guilty Gear beat-em-up game, they did. And <laughs> it's Judgment. And it's pretty fun. The only complaint that I have with it is the enemies are fairly copy-paste. Like, every single level has mostly the same enemies. Like, most beat-em-ups. Yeah, kind of. This one's a little more generic, though, uh, I would say. I do like the fact that they kind of throw in a lot of plot into this one, which is really cool. Again, Guilty Gear plots. Kind of nonsense, but still. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get more you get more uh, plot from the Guilty Gear series if, if you read the manga, or I, I guess there was like an audio CD. Um, Probably Japan only, I would imagine. Yes. yes. Yeah, and you know, it's fine, because I usually only play these games um, with the Japanese vocals anyways. True. Actually, I don't even think there are any English voices in any of the games. Um, Maybe... I do the, the same thing ones? you do, so you do? I, don't actually, I don't actually know. Yeah, I, I think if... <laughs> Almost always when there's an English or Japanese option, I'll almost always listen to the English for like a split second, and if I don't like it, I'll just switch it to Japanese. Yeah. So. I feel like there are English voices in, mm. in a lot of the, the, Maybe the newer games, ones. but yeah. I, I, I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. Well, there's no voices in this one, just yeah. because you know it's, it's all um, text-based or whatever for right. the, uh, the story. But each character that you unlock has it, their own story, which is pretty cool, so... Hmm. Um, you know, it's pretty much the roster of Guilty Gear X2 in this beat-em-up, but you've got to unlock them, the characters, as you go along. So you'll right. encounter characters. I think you start off as either Soul Bad Guy or Kai Kisk. I'm not sure which one. What a surprise. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, they are no, pretty I know. much the Ryu and Ken of the yeah. series. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the game is pretty fun. I would recommend picking it up. Um, what's nice about it is it comes bundled with automatically... Uh, Guilty Gear X2. Oh, so it's like really a specific cool. version, like Guilty Gear X2 Reload or whatever. Right, right. But I'm perfectly okay with that. I, <laughs> I bought it for a beat-em-up, but I get a free fighter yeah. in it, too, that's portable, which is pretty cool. So, good stuff. Um, Osamu Aoka and Nao Ogawa uh, pretty much only worked on this game, um, except for Nao Ogawa worked on Dust Strikers as well. I uh, did guitar work. Then there's Kenosuke Suimura, who worked on actually quite a bit. Uh, this is one of the composers that actually has the most out of any other person aside from Daisuke Ishimura, who has mostly just Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. But this gentleman has some Super Nintendo stuff going all the way back to the Super Nintendo days. Did ports of Space Invaders, Super Bonk, did Great Battle 5, which is the sound designer on that, uh, which that's a phenomenal game, kind of like... Oh. Wild Guns mixed with, like, Super Robot Battle game. Battle Super Robot Tyson? Yeah, Super <laughs> Robot Tyson. Well, actually, it did work on Super Robot Tyson K uh, yeah. for the DS. 
and just kind of jumped around. Did some work on the Neo Geo CD with Kabuki Clash, J League Super Soccer 95 for Super NES. Most of his credits are for Super NES games, and he's just kind of all over the place. But yeah, so I was I was pretty shocked going through this and being like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've played some of these games, so pretty cool. But yeah, it seems that they're mostly working. He's mostly working now with you know Arc System Works with Guilty Gear and whatnot. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Really hasn't done much since the PlayStation 3 days uh, where he worked on Battle Fantasia. So, the music on that. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, this track, what do you think of it? Definitely different than the other stuff that, we, that we've listened to. Um, I, could, I could almost hear the, like, the, the level music as mm-hmm. opposed to like the theme music in it. A um, little speedier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little but bit more was... in that Slayer vibe, actually. Like, you know, yep. speedy, like speed metal almost. Yeah, but it, I, I hearing hearing the song, I'd actually kind of like to play the game. I completely missed this one when it came out. Like, mm. I, I wouldn't say like that I'm that I'm the, the biggest fan of, of Guilty Gear. Like, I do really love the game. Sure, but I have not played every single revision. Same here. I completely missed Judgment, mm-hmm. and it sounds both from what you've described mm-hmm. and from that music, it sounds like a pretty fun game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you pick it up, let me know because we could do like multiplayer Guilty oh, yeah. Gear just sitting around the house. I had to refresh my PSP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, what do you got for us next? So, coming up, uh, this is also from a spinoff. This is from Guilty Gear Isuka on the PS2 and Xbox back in 2004. came out in the arcade in 2003 and on, in, on the PC in 2005. The song is called Push a Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, this is by Daisuke Ishiwatari. All right, let's hit it.
You're listening to XVGM Radio. That was Push a Bush off of Guilty Gear Isika. Uh, that came out in 2004 on the PS2 and Xbox, the arcade in 2003, and on the PC in 2005. And of course, it was composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, crazy. What's the name of this? Push a Bush. <laughs> <laughs> whose whose track is this? I don't even know. I don't think it's any any specific person's track. Okay. Uh, I believe it's a it, it's a it's a stage track. Mm-hmm. It's it, heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's a monster of a track. <laughs> really good stuff. A lot of, lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I mean the the game itself, Iska, is is a little bit different from the other games. Yeah. Uh, the, the the music. Uh, I think the music was put together differently too. Mm-hmm. Iska was the first and I think last Guilty Gear game that you could have four people going at the same time. Yes. It was a it was an interesting idea and and decently decently done. The only real complaint I have with the game is that you have to turn around. You have, yes. to, you have to press a button yes. to change the direction that you're facing. I remember this one and I remember playing it and this that crippled the game. Yes, it did. That ruined it, especially if, if like coming off of any of the other Guilty Gear games, mm-hmm. um, like you, you push direction and you face that direction. With this one, if you push in the direction that you're not facing, you just walk backwards. And right. You have to know to push the button to turn around. Right. Other than that, though, like if I mean, if you're playing against someone that also is in the same position as you, it wasn't <laughs> that bad. But if you're playing against uh, someone that like that was their first game, they mm-hmm. know like that they're used to having to hit that button to turn around. Right. Um, it's not very fair. I don't know what they were <laughs> thinking with with that like yeah that just seems like such i don't know it goes against the grain of fighting, fighting games. games in general yeah so the game itself is not bad other than that yeah but that is just such a crippling thing control wise yep. that it's near impossible to play yeah i have a feeling it had something to do with you know having four characters on screen at a time yeah, or the, the way it was programmed or something um, either way, the, the game itself wasn't terrible. It's, sure. It wasn't the worst Guilty Gear game I've played. Right. What would that be, Overture? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to be fair to anybody who likes Overture, it's not that Overture was a bad game. It's that every Guilty Gear game I've played was a fighting game. Mm. Obviously, like I said, I missed Judgment. Yeah. Um, and my friend and I were... Like, she got this game for Christmas, and we were going to play it. We sat down to play it, and we're like, what the hell is going on? Right. We picked characters. Why aren't we fighting? Mm. It's, it, it was very, very strange. Yeah, it's isn't it like turn-based, like a turn-based strategy game or something? Sort like that? of. I, it's been a long time. I, I recall feeling like it was almost like a uh, Dynasty Warriors type. Okay, game. okay. But. Which in itself doesn't sound too bad, but it's just not Guilty Gear. Yeah. But I feel like Judgment kind of is a, a better choice for it, just because it is a beat 'em up and going from fighting games to beat 'em ups. They're Makes kind of one in the same in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah, instead of one versus one, it's one versus an army. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I guess you could say about Overture as well, but I, I think it's maybe a little too different. It's the way that it was executed, really. Yeah. yeah um, right. I, I just remember sitting down to play it and just like, this is not what I wanted to play, so it really <laughs> just put a bad taste in my mouth. Did it push a bush? It it did not. Um, <laughs> but did it I'm make not you sure. want to push a bush? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. The, the futility of pushing. I don't, I don't know how exactly one would push a bush. I just such a picture like... I don't know, soul bad guy like lighting a bush on fire, <laughs> then just like rolling what's left of it, like <laughs> like a tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that'd be good. I can yeah, see that. that's the only thing um, I could think of. What'd you think of the track? It was great. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's heavier mm-hmm. than some of the other stuff that we've been listening to today. Which hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm definitely a big fan of it. So, but it it didn't like I don't know it it just kind of carried the pace yeah to me it didn't really stand out 
there weren't any like melodies that really kind of made me perk up. Instead, what we have is just a fantastic hard rock and heavy metal shuggy track. Yes. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, not every track has to have melody, but those are definitely the things that make me kind of perk up and go, whoa, it, this ma- is awesome. it makes the song more memorable. Yeah, like, absolutely. There, there's more things you can pick out. Like I, I agree that this track, I mean, a lot of the a lot of a lot of the songs uh, off of Iska are, are are just kind of similar to this. I feel like like background it, music. Kind yeah, of. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I feel like they made they made a lot of the, the, these songs more more background and they mm-hmm. focused more on the, the what they wanted to do with the gameplay or whatever. That makes sense actually because I would imagine having a four player melee type game yeah. be pretty insane it's, and it's fairly frantic. Yeah, and having I mean Guilty Gear in and of itself is a very frantic game, but when you throw four people total in, yeah. that's got to be nuts. I I would I would I would disagree calling Guilty Gear frantic only because I find it to be a very technical game. Like, okay. Um, well, that's what I mean by I, I guess when oh, I say okay. when I say frantic, I mean it's 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 a high energy game. Okay. And you really have to pay attention to it. It's not frantic like Smash Brothers where it's That's like, what you I know, was going to say. Uh, yeah. That I would just say is utter chaos <laughs> in, in, depending on who right. you play with. Yeah. But uh, and that game can be very technical as well in a lot of aspects, but uh, I feel like Guilty Gear is more about it's more like Street Fighter in the sense it's more about like the motion of how you're pressing the buttons to exactly. engage in combos. They have whole modes in Guilty Gear dedicated to that stuff. Yep. You know, it's a lot more about you know learning learning the move sets, learning mm-hmm. the combos, yeah. and 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 doing the combos, and you dusting people and dusting getting people. those, uh, those, those air. <laughs> getting dusted. Yeah. Anytime we would play Guilty Gear, it would, it would just say that uh, anytime you did like a special, it'd be like, oh, you get dusted. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that they call the um. The, I think in the fir- in the first game they called them launcher attack. Right. And then after that they they came up with the term dust dusted. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because there's these moves that you can pull off where, uh, at least in a normal, you know, Guilty Gear type fighting game, where you can launch your character in the air very like Marvel vs. Capcom-ish, yep. and then you can do like all these air combos on them to kind of chain everything together, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. So, yeah, the, the kind of Marvel vs. Capcom-ish, I like that they almost put a little bit more focus on, on the aerial combat. Mm. When, when you when you dust somebody, or at least in the newer games, uh, when, when you hit the, the dust button to mm. to launch them in the air, yeah. it changes the focus. Like, mm-hmm. you, you snap to a different camera angle as it's like, as it like oh, you hit him in the air, and then you <laughs> go and yet you want to you, you try to follow up right uh, it's a lot of fun and there's some other things that we're going to talk about with our last track actually with rev revelator 2 which is our closer and this is uh we're, we're gonna come, when we come back from the break we'll talk a little bit about some other advancements that they've kind of given the mm. game series as well which are kind of cool it's kind of takes some inspiration from games like mortal kombat so Without further ado, our last track, this is my final pick, Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator 2, or Rev 2. This came out in 2017 on the PC, PS4, and PS3, and this is Rokuman, also known as Biken's Theme, and it's by Norichika Sato, and again, Daisuke Ishiwatari.
Thanks for coming back to XVGM Radio. That was Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator 2, or Rev 2, 2017's year of release. PC, PlayStation 4, and PS3 were the systems of choice. And this was Rokuman Baikin's theme by Daisuke Ishiwatari and Norichika Sato. I love this as a closing track, too. I completely agree. Yeah, I feel like it kind of brings some of the old, some of the new, and it gives it that Japanese flavor, which the game is very clearly inspired by. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Biken being a like samurai-type character mm-hmm. and, and everything else, the song was really interesting. Like, I... When it got into the more Japanese part of the song, mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure that's a sh- uh, shamisen mm-hmm. um, being played. That's yep. the the traditional like kabuki theater instru- like stringed instrument, mm-hmm. and that that surprised me. And it went on and on mm-hmm. in such wonderful ways. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Like I'm fairly sure that I've heard the song before playing yeah, the XRD games. But I, I don't think I've ever paid enough attention to, to what was actually going on in the song. Yeah, they took inspiration from her theme in Guilty Gear X2, which was called uh, Momentary Lapse, I believe. Yep. Yep. And so that beginning part with the na 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 that's like right from her original track. And then when they took it in this new direction, at first, when I heard it, I was like, eh, it's not bad. It's very heavy, like very, very yeah. heavy. Uh, but then when those string, in- when the instrument comes in, that Japanese, what was it? A shama- uh, sh- sh- shamisen. Shamisen. When the shamisen comes in, it really kind of makes you light up, makes you kind oh, yeah. of like pay attention. <laughs> like, whoa, this is some serious stuff. So I was really, really enjoying that in the track. It really kind of brightened it up and it made it, it gave it like an ethnic flavor to it oh, as yeah. well that, that I think the track really needed. And it, again, is very much inspired by Biken herself. Uh, Biken's probably my favorite, or one of my favorite characters in the in the game. For <laughs> she's pretty badass. Reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's super cool. Um, she is a badass fighter, kind of like a, a, a Japanese like samurai, and she's got like only one arm yep. that she fights with in one eye. In one eye, that's right. And her and her family, when when they were young, they were attacked by this race of bioweapons, these magic bioweapons called the Gears, and um, she saw her parents die and she lost her right arm and left eye. So kind of like a Samus Aran kind of backstory mm. as well, if you think about it, uh, from Metroid, um, with Samus losing her family to the space pirates. Yeah. So kind of similar, uh, just not losing a right arm and a <laughs> left eye. But uh, yeah, so she swears revenge on the creator of the gears known as and i quote that man Man. yes (laughs) so it's it's got almost like a like a kill bill vibe to it in a lot of ways so she's super hot super badass she's also kind of gruff as well like a no-nonsense samurai who just doesn't care about posture or anything (laughs) like that she's not like prim and proper she's just this like you know, she like she has her kimono like wide open, like you could see all her giblets. Like it's all good. It's all good. Biking is ultimate waifu material. Uh. 
It's fair enough. Um, one of the things that I found that I find interesting about her is that her her character design mm-hmm. uh, is based on uh, somewhat on Rurouni Kenshin. Because, oh, really? Yeah. When when Daisuke at one point saw Kenshin, Kenshin Himura, yeah, um, and thought that the character was a female, mm. um, and so basically Biken is a female Kenshin Himura. Oh, okay, okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> you learn something every day, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but the. Going going back to the song, I agree as far as like the the, the mixture of like, I thought it was a really cool mixture of like the, this heavy metal like modern sound mm-hmm. and like a classic Edo period Japanese sound. Yeah, and yeah. really really well blended. Yeah, like it didn't sound out of place. It didn't sound like oh where did this this other sound come from? Mm-hmm. My heavy metal. It's not like you got peanut butter in my chocolate. Right, right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, I know. It's more like you know, peanut butter in my. Cranberries? Cranberries, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So that's it. That's that's Guilty Gear. I mean, we talked about um, Daisuke Ishiwatari as much as we possibly can, I would say. But the man knows great games and great, great music, music, in my opinion. So, Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. So what about your favorite track of the podcast? What do we what do we got? Favorite track. Lay out all your Guilty Gear cards on the table. And you gotta so, pick one. Yeah, I mean, definitely Jack of Dandy is up there. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really feeling Blue Water, Blue Sky. Yes. Um, Maze theme is is a lot of fun. I think, despite my better judgment, <laughs> no. Uh, so I I think I, I I'm actually gonna go with Blue Water, Blue Sky in this, despite Ooh. my love for for Slayer. Okay. Um, the that that tune just kind of carried me away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was sort of relaxing in a way mm-hmm. and it was very fun yeah um, yeah some, somewhat unexpected yeah no it's a good track it's definitely you? one of my favorite oh come on <laughs> L- the lily of steel milius theme i just i mean we I, just got to get it on the run record i mean I, I knew you knew oh yeah yeah no just <laughs> oh my god uh, like goosebumps everywhere love that track so that's it now we want to hear what your favorite tracks of this episode were let us know at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash xvgm radio make your voice heard find this thread post your favorite track tell us if i'm wrong or justin's wrong or we're both wrong we're both crazy and that push a bush is your favorite let us know <laughs> what your favorite track is you could also let us know at xvgm radio at gmail.com send us a comment and you could also leave it on our website as well www.xvgmradio.com We are also on Twitter. You can tweet to us at xvgmradio. We're also now on Instagram, so you can send us pictures or look at the pictures that we post when we do these recording sessions. Yeah. Uh, again, xvgmradio on, uh, on Instagram. Absolutely, yeah. Also, let us know on iTunes what you thought of the podcast. If you are listening to this on iTunes, we'd love to know your feedback and your response. Leave us a rating and review because that gets our name out there and gets us more well-known in the VGM community. We love being a part of this community and we want to know what you guys think of our stuff, where you think we can improve, and what you like, what you didn't like, etc. Definitely. Yeah. So what do we got coming up next? Episode five. So episode five. Should we spoil it? Should we I was tell people? Say, should, should we keep it a secret or Ooh. should we should, should we talk about it right here and now? Vote. Let us know. No, I'll yeah. it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late. The episode's released. Yeah. Wah, wah. Let's keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. It, Let's it, keep it a gonna secret. Be, it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, Just make only, sure to tune in. The only thing I will say is that we will have a guest. Yes. That is it. 
There, there will be a third person talking on your ears. Yes, third person. This will be our first guest of the podcast. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Pixel Stories. They are a podcast, and they also happen to be friends of ours. And their podcast is more derivative of stories about nonfiction and fiction and how that kind of relates to video games. So check them out at pixelstories.net. If you're wondering why I'm giving them a shout out, well... They actually, or some of them, voiced some of the characters that you heard today in this episode. So Kevin Basquill was Slayer, Caitlin Basquill was Jam, and May was played by Just Barber. So please go and check them out. Give them a subscribe on iTunes as well. And check out their website at pixelstories.net. If you're interested in being a caller on our podcast, stay tuned because more details will be coming on episode 6. So that's it. Uh, so let's close it out. So signing off for the night, I am Justin, a.k.a. The Slayer. And this is Mike, a.k.a. Biken's Husbando. Thank you for listening to XVGM Radio. Tune in in two weeks. Peace out, guys. Peace out.